It's very Meg cool. Cardi. Meg Cardi, three quarters master of public health. Do you want it to be Meg Cardi or Megan Cardi? Because it did show up Megan Cardi on this. Um, I'm okay with anything. Whoa. But what do you want? What do I want? What matters to me? Yes. Back to the original <laughs> questions. And I'm asking for your genuine, honest opinion since I did not edit the podcast thoroughly last time. Oh, so this is what we're going to edit. Megan or Meg. This is what I have a say in. Oh, no. This is probably going to be the cold open to the whole podcast. intellectual welcome back here's this week's headlines for business we have the facebook shutdown and instagram shutdown today october 4th or yesterday when you're listening to this there was a facebook shutdown in the middle of the day for a number of hours this comes in the midst of whistleblower accusations a lot about facebook in the news with not only the whistleblower accusations but also the preteen or teen platform that they had planned on rolling out being shut down or as they said moved to a later date also the company evergrand evergrand is the second largest real estate developer in china by sales and it is 122nd on the fortune 500 they have a crushing debt of 300 billion dollars which could lead to some effects on the economy moving forward for life and arts snl new season came back this past weekend with three new cast members john stewart announces his brand new television show on apple tv plus his first show since comedy central and then for sports we have the return of tom brady to foxborough bucks came out on top winning 19 to 17 after the patriots kicker missed a field goal wide left at 54 yards and we also have the wild card wild card matchup starting today october 5th with the cardinals and dodgers and yankees red Sox on wednesday from john boy big baby david to break it down huge day for baseball we've got the yankees red Sox going in for the wild card game in the al we have cardinals dodgers in the nl for the wild card game both on tuesday correct uh, I believe the NL game is Wednesday. Okay, thank you. NL on Wednesday, AL on Tuesday. Uh, why were the Cardinals so good down the stretch? Well, I mean, as a whole, the offense, I think, finally clicked. Uh, and it, I suppose it's singles around Paul Goldschmidt, who went on like an MVP-level tear in the second half, and, and particularly during that uh, that big winning streak. Uh, and I mean, just all year their pitching has really stepped up, particularly Wayno, who who led the staff. But uh, yeah, Adam Wainwright and and the other old dudes all stepped up, and they went at the deadline and got Jay Happ. They like traded players for Jay Happ, who who was terrible with the Twins, and uh, Yankee fans like myself have struggled with what to think of him for a few years now. And he was, <laughs> I think he had a couple bad starts, but every other start was like 
very good. I think John Lester was good down the stretch and just everyone stepped up. They got Flaherty back at the very end, but uh, I think it begins with Paul Goldschmidt going on an MVP level run and, and just all the pitching stepped up. Yeah. It's exciting to have the Cardinals make that push. It's exciting to see the Red Sox and Yankees, huge games in the wild card just for playoffs to be back with fans is so exciting. We're going to get the mm-hmm. atmosphere back. Everything's going to be back to normal playoff baseball. For you, what excites you for this playoffs in addition to fans being back? Yeah, well, fans being back is huge. I mean, last year we got a little bit at the World Series, which I was lucky enough to go to with the, with this job. But uh, Let's go. But even then it was like neutral sites. So it's like a weird mix of people and everyone, nobody knew like how you're supposed to feel because it's kind of the first like events with like COVID times. But in general, I mean, the playoffs, I think what makes it special is like every pitch, every at bat, like really – mattering and you can feel the the ripple effects of every single play i mean so much of of like regular season baseball is like no one thing like fully matters 162 games you gotta like kind of just shrug off every loss but in the playoffs that just completely flips and and it's just it's crazy everything matters everything's intense um so it's it's really fun yes and, and know- we have fans again so yes Yes, and it's exciting that you get your team in there. So I'm a Cardinals guy, die hard. You're a Yankees guy, die hard. So mm-hmm. it's got to be great to have them back in the playoffs, making a push and starting yeah. with the Red Sox. Both both of those teams, I think, a lot of times this year where it didn't feel like it was uh it was gonna work out, but uh, but yeah, made it. Let's go. We will see the one game wild card scares the crap out of me. So we'll see how have the, that... have the Cardinals been in it before. No, I don't believe we no, we have not been in the one game wild card. I am for oh, sure of man. that. Because I just know that I haven't felt this type of juice before Dude, a game. This is so this will be the Yankees' fourth time in it. It is how many years have they been doing is, it now? Like seven. They've only like won the division once. Uh, since it started, so and they've made the playoffs a few times. They've had some good teams, so they've they've made it a bunch in twenty and twenty fifteen. Kind of doesn't count because that's just a weird year for the Yankees. But they were in it then. Twenty seventeen was the famous like went down three nothing. Didi Homer, all that. Then they ran away with the game. In twenty eighteen, they were in it again and uh, got a couple years off because they won the division in nineteen and twenty. There wasn't a wild card game, but uh, but we're back now. This is going to be the first one on the road too, and it's against the Red Sox, so it's crazy. They all day, all day, it's just stomach drops, and then, and you you think about that game, and you get like a little sick to your stomach, uh, and it doesn't a lot. A lot of times you feel like, oh, once the game starts, it'll feel normal. It doesn't. Like you feel it. Cause like normally in, in the past, before the the one game wild card, it was like you get at least like a, a best of five series. So like game one, you, you want to win and it's very intense and there's a big difference between winning and losing, but you can lose game one and be fine, but you're like immediately thrust into a game seven situation with, uh, with this. And it's definitely great for neutral fans. If you're, if your team's in it, it is painful. <laughs> yes. I, I just know that feeling. I'm just thinking about football and if one game happens, it's a gut punch feeling that for baseball 
especially after 162 games. Mm-hmm. It coming down to one game is just demoralizing, especially when you've got the Yankees and the Red Sox. One of them has to go, which is intense. So both of our teams are in there. What do you think or who do you think is the sleeper for this year's playoffs? It's kind of, you know, in a weird, I feel weird that my mind goes here a little bit because they're the number one seed in in the league. Um, But the Giants, I think people kind of have been Mm. just like discounting all year. Like, yeah, yeah, they're hot They're But ultimately like the Dodgers will catch them or whatever. No, all year they've been winning. They really haven't had like a bad stretch in their season at any point. They find ways to win. They win late. They take care of business against teams worse than them, which I suppose doesn't come into effect for the playoffs, but they've just been really good. It's kind of hard to pinpoint like one area that's been like, oh, that's the part that they've dominated. Just top to bottom, that roster has competed all year and guys have stepped up and it's really cool cool to see. Uh, but it feels weird to call them the sleeper when when they are the number one seed. Right. They had so many additions though with, Mm -hmm. with Chris Bryant coming in. That's just a huge piece. And they already have hall of famers like Buster Posey on their roster that it's just, maybe it's the night games. You're just not watching it. And then you think Dodgers, you just want it. It's like, okay. And coming into the year, there just wasn't that expectation from the giants at all. Everyone thought the Padres and and Dodgers would be the two teams to run away with it. And, yeah. It's going to suck for one of them to have to be the wild card team. Well, it turned out not the Padres, but the Giants were the other team that was going to run away. And it sucks for the Dodgers that they're in the wild card game and they're running into the hottest team in the league in, in the Cardinals. So any given day, you can, you can get them. Right. It will be crazy. I'm excited for the playoffs to get started, have it be a normal playoffs and mm-hmm. just get back October. It's going to be awesome. So I appreciate you breaking it down. And I'd love to have you on throughout the playoffs. I release these once a week. If you're willing to give a breakdown, if you want, just quick. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. Appreciate you coming on and doing it so late into your day. And I know how crazy these next few weeks will be for you as baseball is the main focus for John boy. (laughs) So you guys put out great content. I am a huge supporter and, um, very grateful to have you on. And now for three quarters master in public health, Meg Cardi. How's the paper going? Um, not so good. I, so I don't know why my program is like pretty chill, like chill on things. So some professors okay. offer like a 24 hour grace period for assignments. So I technically have it until tomorrow at midnight, which is like, that doesn't work with someone like me. Because I don't get things done until 8 p.m. when they're due at midnight. I haven't even. I'm, I'm haven't very even similar. It, nope, I, I'm I'm very yeah. similar. I I'm a procrastinator. If I really don't want to do something, it's getting done at the last minute. Um. Yeah, and that's like everything with me. It's pretty bad. I I get it done. I just do better with the deadline. Hey, that's why you have a deadline, so you can work right up to it. So, what's your paper on, and what's the program you're in? The program that I'm in is a master's in public health. I've been in it for about a year now and I have um, like nine months to go. I'll be done my coursework in March. I'll be, I'll graduate in May. Um, I go to Thomas Jefferson 
in Philadelphia. Um, but something funny, I've actually literally been to campus once and um, I was out to brunch at like right off of Jefferson's campus uh, because everything because of COVID is all online. So I was like walking around campus and I was like, I think that's the library. Like I was, this is last spring. I had been in the program for a year and it was my first visit to campus. So, um, but yeah, I'm still online right now and that there are a couple of classes that are offered in person. So I technically could go, but um, just with my schedule with work, it's more convenient to just do my classes online. So my papers for my health communication class um, it's a campaign health or a public health campaign critique. So um, we look up published articles or studies on past public health campaigns and like the success of them. So um, an example of that, like my paper, the one that I chose is um, social media advertisements to influence um, drinking in college aged students. So like how, um, if you saw something on Twitter um, about like, like it <laughs> brings you back to your sinus, RA Meg, um, just like binge drinking and like how that it can affect like the viewer and like all of that. But there's another article I was looking at um, was, uh, this one was actually really interesting, but the, it was a pretty in-depth article and I, I don't have the time to analyze it that well. Hence it's eight o'clock and my papers do at midnight tonight and we're talking right now. So we're doing well. Um, but that one was about <laughs> maybe talking through it will help brainstorm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, not yet. that one was about, um, firearm violence and how to get, um, like, I don't even know what the correct were like verbiages but gun distrib distributors sounds right is that people who sell guns how to um enforce like mental health assessments on their buyers so um trying to reduce suicide by a firearm okay um, so are you talking about when first of all with the social media is that when they are in the middle of binge drinking and then so they go on social sad. media, what the effect is, or is it more? So, yeah, it's supposed to be like if, so say you're in co a college age student and you see these advertisements. More so it's what the ads that. influence you to do, yeah. or if that ad has an influence on you binge drinking in the future. Yes. So if you are a college age student and you see an ad about the effects of binge drinking, is that going to change the way that you look at drinking? Mm. Or is that going to change like you know, how you go about your drinking habits or like your friends. I mean, is it based on the brands that you're looking at and what they stand for? This one was about this study that I read was about the feasibility of using social media for, so like how they could use Facebook and Twitter to reach um, like the college age population and like mm. how many students actually clicked on the ad. Um, and then there was like a survey attached to it with, um, students would get paid like a $10 like gift card if they responded to the survey. Um, so who knows really how great of answers they were getting, but um, it was, it's like a cost effective way to promote like a big public health problem. So regardless, it's being, you're able to at least see a small sample of what's going on in the mind of college students as we have not been presented with anything like 
social media before where it's targeted to a specific consumer and Mm -hmm. you can measure those effects very specifically and the social media companies themselves have that data and distribute that to companies so that they can understand what their consumers are going to do in the future. So it seems valuable. Yeah. And even just for it to be like a cost-effective way to reach people. So even if it's not about like binge drinking college students, it could be about any other issue. And you know, if I actually did my paper, I would have probably a lot more to say. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. So okay, is it just binge drinking that you're looking at or are you looking at effects in general from effects social media? Just Yeah, like drinking in general, yeah. Um, and the, the study is about the feasibility of using social media to target this certain, like specific population. So it could be for like how to cater campaigns in the future. Um, if that makes sense. So like that does make sense. Twitter, yeah. Like they found in the study, they found that Facebook was, they spent a lot of money on their ads and had very little return for Facebook. Um, but for Twitter, they, they reached a, a bigger population. So, Oh, absolutely. Companies are utilizing data just to make sure that they can reach the consumers easier. So to understand, especially when I think of college students, since they're, I mean, that's where we know each other from and to be able to, I still think of myself as a college student. Sometimes it's just like, okay, that was awesome. There was also, we were molded so much in college. And so to see how social media can in a way change their consumers and mold them in a certain way when they're going through this time where binge drinking is something that's normalized especially on a college campus so how does that affect what kind of products are they going to be interested in today is it going to be the same in a year and when does that phase end when do they stop binge drinking and then go into something else and how can we follow them how can we track them and so from a public health standpoint that's something that is evolving as the consumer is evolving and their interests are evolving so I wasn't interested in my health as much when I was in high school. And then I got to college. I was focused on my physical health and then it started to evolve into mental health. And now I care about health. And so that's my evolution. Everybody has their own different path along health. And it's interesting when you are that consumer, you start, you become more aware of those things that you just have to, evolve with and it's it's really yourself it's how how are you evolving in that space so i always think to myself what is something that i don't know about health or things that i should be doing to my for myself to be better to be healthier and so that's something that just evolves over time with consumers and i don't know i mean this is like kind of on the same track as where you are but Um, I don't know if you're like this at all. Things that I've struggled with the most um, with my health are the things that I'm most interested in. So Mm. um, like eating habits, for example. Um, Like I think I'm just a fixer at heart and just like I want to know why. Like I've had my own struggles with eating, whether that wasn't eating enough or eating too much or whatever um, and finding the healthy balance between but I've like in the past probably two years, I've been so interested to learn more about 
how I can make myself be healthy while also like, like training my brain kind of, um, and learning so much about like why I think this way about food. And like, I mean, it might be similar to you with exercise. I don't know how you feel about like, and you're just saying you started to care more about your physical and mental health. So, um, like you can reference that, but, um, the things that I struggle with the most, I feel like is what I'm most interested in learning about because I want to try to fix it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think we've talked about this last time when COVID happened, it was just instinctual to start doing yoga where I was so interested in weightlifting before that there was just something. I really can't put a, a one single event that, that made me want to go to that, but there was something that made me realize that this is going to help not only physically, but mentally as well. And how can we build on that? So for me, I learning for me is experimenting with different ways to improve the mental and the physical health and learning about it. I, I feel like my way of doing it is through action application and then see how I am affected by it. So I work part-time at an orange theory. I'm just, I just do the sales part of it, but I'm actually getting my, this is, I'm just putting myself on the spot. I'm getting my certification to be a coach. So come hopefully November, I mean, I'm in school right now and I'm not making progress on my NASM, but um, which is like the certification, but um, Mm. hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be coaching classes anyway back to what I was going to say, this woman called me um, wanting to come in to try a class and she was saying how she wants to um, climb this like famous mountain and I could try to say it, but I'd butcher it. I don't even know if it would be the correct, whatever. Um, But she was like, I need to lose probably like 20 to 30 pounds to do it. And um, she was like, it was so refreshing. She was like, I'm a statistics professor um, I just feel like in that environment, you don't really hear people like this often, but she was saying how everything's an equation to her. So, you know, I want to be able to climb this mountain. So I have to lose 30 pounds to do so. So in order to lose 30 pounds, I have to work out more and, um, eat better. She's like, it's not the body image thing to me. Like, I know I can do it. It's all an equation. Um, it's just, I have to do it. And I feel like that's so, um, it's just refreshing to me because everything in my head is so, can I do it? I don't think I can do it. And, uh, and I feel like a lot of people that I hear on the phone are like that. We're trying to get them, you know, as the salesperson, I'm trying to get people into class, but she was like, yeah, I know that this is like what I have to do in order to get where I want to be. Um, so I just have to start. Yes. And I don't know what you said and that, that made me, Oh, the trial and error. So like trying yeah. yoga, see if it's going to help my mental health or yes and it's even when when i think of trying new things it's like when you were talking about your paper and what's going into it and what you're trying to study about it my initial questions to you are tell me more about what's going into this study so that i can understand what we're going to get out of this study and so i'm very analytical in that thinking to where when i am presented with a study my first instinct is to ask questions and if this is going to have a positive effect what drawbacks are there going to be what kind of things am i going to be 
losing or gaining in a certain instance that I'm not really familiar with. And there are instances with working out where they're great. Weightlifting is a blast. You, you, your eyes bug out and you get to throw around a lot of weight and feel really big and strong and it's fun. And I will tell you, I still go back and I do it and it's like, wow, this is amazing. I realize that if I want longevity, I can't put myself in the same shoes that I did when I was in college and playing a sport. I have to look at my body like a machine and realize how it's going to be maintained, how it's going to stay well-oiled and what kind of things I have to do to make sure that it's not just something that in the next two months, this is going to have a benefit on me. I want to look two to five years. How is this going to affect my body and how can I maintain this? So it's interesting how when health comes into it, I would always think, okay, I want to like the lady, I want the body image now. How can I get there? Mm -hmm. It's, it's really not that it's how is this going to serve me and evolve over time? And I think it's like a lot more complicated than that, just because of like history with, you know, things with diet and exercise. That's just an example of like health is so much more than that. But um, like, I've never, I've never had that thought in my head where it's like, oh, I want to do this. All I have to do is do this, this, and this. Um, like, well, cause yeah, the I- mental, well, the mental health side of it is, or the mental side of it in general, cause I put myself into pretzels all the time, like just doing stuff. It's, it's like, I, I put such a burden on myself. So do you see yourself doing that as well? Where it's like, you're, you're just questioning. Oh my God. Everything. I question everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I do the same thing. So it's like, I feel like that, like you can say it, but it's about the thoughts that you have initially that is going to have that effect on your physical regardless. I mean, it is so many things I guess are bound in science. So if you just follow the things, but it's just like, to me, everything is overcomplicated. Like I'm like, okay, right. They talk like, and they always say this, if you want to lose weight, it's a calorie deficit, but I'm like, it's not that simple to me. Like, yes, in science terms, that's how you, that's what you have to do to lose weight. But to me, it's just like, my day to day, it's, that's not that simple to me. I don't know. Right. Right. And it's the anxiety that comes from products like social <laughs> media. Chronic overthinker. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But I feel like the, there's a large majority of people and I don't like saying everybody, there's a large majority of people that do that are on social media. If you're not on social media, you're probably not overthinking as much. If you're on social media, it's almost instinctual you are being compared to other people in your life every time you scroll. And it's that intimate connection that you feel like you are being judged that leads to stuff that is really unhealthy for your mental health. And it's so hard to judge that because you can't see it. So I think around this time last year, you were, you took your social media hiatus, right? Like, probably like i remember it was snapchat that i still have deleted that i do not go on snapchat unopened yeah um was that all the the only one that you deleted i may have deleted instagram it had gotten to a point that was just not healthy yeah i was gonna say do you feel like that like not having them was healthy i don't know 
like I've I've either just like undownloaded them from my phone, like not deleted my accounts, but um and in some ways it's refreshing, but and nice to take a break. But also I felt like very disconnected. Like I wasn't reaching out to people that, you know, like in some ways I guess that's good to to be away from all of it. But I felt like it was just like FOMO. Like I don't know. And I felt like it was Snapchat great to be off of. And then Instagram, I remember starting my accounts for Common Intellectual and Chev Sketches. And that was something that I was actually passionate about. So I never, not never. I, there were moments that I would think about the the things that were going on in my timeline. It was also something that I started as a passion. I didn't, it wasn't me technically. And so I didn't worry about what other people thought because I wasn't looking at other people in my life. I was looking at other people that inspired me and other people that were because of chef's sketches or blank pages on Instagram. I focused on people that I was inspired by artists, other creators. And so that's who I followed and looked like looked at. And then for my personal that's where I saw it was just toxic. And so I put an hour limit on it. I, I ignore it a couple times a I day. Dismiss. I do it every day. It's so so it's, it does not do anything. It's, it is so hard to talk about with people and be, be completely just understand what you're thinking because we're all in our own heads at that moment that we're looking at social media and it's where a majority of us live. And I was with people yesterday who were talking about TikTok and how they just don't leave TikTok. And so it's insane. And I just think of myself with Instagram and they're like, okay, well, if you want your life back, delete TikTok. And it's like, okay, this is just escalating to different levels and it's all something that you can't see. And right. so <laughs> it's just crazy. So it's cool that you're writing a paper on it. Yeah. I'll get, or attempting to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. No, it is. Um, I, I've like already mentioned this subtly, but um, have just really struggled with like self-esteem and body image and have had like different issues stem from that like struggle um and started going to therapy last november um and that was like one of the big big things that i wanted to work on and one of the first things that i started doing was unfollowing every account that made me think twice about the way that i looked and that included people that i met in college that included every fitness person Um, and it's funny because like, I'm actually, now that I've gotten back into like working out, like I even took a break, like I, I was not working out anything close to what I had done before. Um, kind of just letting myself like be what I needed. I don't, I don't even know who I was last fall, but, um, I like started to get more back into things and now I'm like following more fitness people. And sometimes I do think twice about like, oh, I wish 
I looked like that or I wish, you know, um, I, I don't know. But I do think that feeding those things into your brain about like this, the standards of how you should look like I tried to at least diversify the people that I followed. So have people, you know, that have had different experiences than I do. So people of different skin colors, people that are of different sizes. Um, so the things that I'm feeding my brain, like it, it's even making me more accepting of different things. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's yeah. fun when, when you have that realization. Also think of where we were a year ago. When we talked on the podcast, we were dead in the middle of COVID. There were yeah. still no fans at sporting events. We were all yeah. shut down except for in Atlanta where everything is open. You yeah. guys were shut down. I just went to New York and had to use a vaccine card to get into bars, which is crazy to me because Atlanta does not have anything like that. So the world that we were in a year ago for everybody was strange to put it at the most basic terms. And so that's why at this point, I find it fascinating that you're looking into that exact space that is really what everyone cares about. And now it's subconscious because nobody wants to say the C word COVID and it's, it's just terrible to be able to think about a word and just feel chills go down your spine. I don't want to bring it up because hopefully it's done. It's now subconscious that we're just thinking about those things. So you have all of that and then you put social media on top of it. It's a lot. So just like going back to our, the first episode and now it's what we would probably be halfway through the episode now and we're just referencing it. But um, I want to tell the backstory of how much I hated the first, or like my interview and like, and I say that I got a bad edit. So this is my redemption. Um, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> first of all, Shevitz told me he was going to cut out stuff. He said, Meg, if you want, just tell me what parts you don't like. I'll cut it right out. Okay, cool. Um, I said, how many times did I tell you, oh, you're going to cut this part out, right? Like in the interview, I said, Shevitz, I'm effing up. And you thought that was just, <laughs> Probably you just were like, oh, it's so Meg. That's just such a Meg thing to do. So we left that in there. And the whole reason I'm bringing this up is because I was so like preachy. Like I was so like, if you're struggling, like reach out to your friends and like you have people that love you and all this BS. When I was at like the lowest of the low, like that I've been in a long time at that point, like in that interview, and I wasn't reaching out to people. Like I listened to that and I'm like, this is so, it was just like so ingenuine because it was like something, I mean, who, when you're in it, it's hard to realize it, but I, I feel like it's, it's so interesting. Like I, I actually haven't gone back and listened to it, but that was, I, I think after that episode was when I started going through all this stuff with like my body and my like going to talk to someone and, um, all these things of like, I, I just felt like I was being so preachy. And, you know, we had talked later that night or no, I guess that was right before Elliot. It was, to yeah, it was about post two it. months, two months later. Yeah, we recorded. And I was like, wolf, that was bad. And then <laughs> Jeff 
like I'll cut stuff out and I was like cool and then I said just let like edit send me the final version and he sends it to me and I said well you didn't change anything <laughs> you just sent me the original copy and then and, and I did cut out a lot maybe I I I did I did but what you had in there was so representative of the time that we are in and where I was at as well. And so yeah. I thought that it was such a, where you saw it as ingenuine, people realized that we were all in that moment. And I felt like your conversation, just from the way that it made me feel, was a great indicator of how we were all feeling yeah i haven't listened to i haven't listened to one single podcast in full after it's been released because i am done with it and if i felt that way after doing it 32 times there's some insecurity there yeah i i love that you admit it because when when you are putting yourself out there for the world there is nothing more uncomfortable. And if you don't get comfortable quick with that uncomfort, then it's going to defeat you. Yeah. I just made the decision to not let that happen. Right. And I know that because of that experience, I can now come back here and talk to you today and say, Mm -hmm. Meg, I took a risk. And I told you this the night that it was going to be released. And I said, I have to have you believe in me. I have to. There's no question. If you don't believe in me, then it's going to crush me. And that's why I was like, we'll post the damn thing, Shevitz, because I do believe in you. <laughs> and we posted the damn thing. Uh, and the and not that I I do care about what other people think. Everybody does, no matter what you say. I was happy and proud of how it came out because it was, it was out. We took a risk and it was uncomfortable for everybody. And especially for people that were like, what the fuck is going on with Shevitz? He's starting a podcast. (laughs) And so (laughs) you okay. (laughs) I am able to talk to you today and say, I took that risk. I really think that those sucked. I think all of them sucked to some extent. And now I get a chance to show the growth that I had. And it's, it's still that passion project of why did you start it? You wanted to talk to people. So we're still doing that. Now it's in a different way. It's, in, it's a different structure in my mind. It's a different attitude. We're in a different time now. We've learned in a, in a year. We had already learned so much in that six month window from when the pandemic started to when we recorded, which was July of 2020. And so you, you put that, you put that into perspective where we all took risks and we all did things in the past year to try and figure out what the right thing is. Yeah. And this was, you were the person that was, I wanted to start that risk with and I'm glad that I did. Why do you want to make me your first episode? And then two. Because you're awesome, Meg. For for another episode. (laughs) Because you're awesome. Because you're awesome, Meg. And I I wanted that exact thing. I wanted to show what is different. We're all different. 
I'm different. This, the whole look of the podcast, the whole feel, the sound of it is going to be different. So I want to show just based off of the one person that everybody who started off listening to episode one knows wanted to show that change. There's no better person to show that with than podcast one, episode one. Yeah, I agree. I'm happy Let's go. Here. Let's go. That's awesome. So That's when awesome. we recorded the very first one last year, um, Shevitz had made minimal edits. And yes, I like, suck as a human being. I'm just kidding. I'm really, I am kidding. Um, I know, I know. Clearly, I'm back here and I'm talking again. So. <laughs> um, but he like calling me saying, you know, I'm gonna post it, and I was like, No, you're not. Like, I was like, We'll re-record. It was at, It was also I, at four in the morning. This was not answer, like six okay. and yes. yeah. Well, no, I finally answered your call that Sunday night at like 11 p.m. and you said I'm posting it at midnight, and I was like, <laughs> Like, what do you mean? <laughs> It's like I was gonna re-record, like, and then I said, "All right, go ahead, post it." And then I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so bad! I'm so I'm the worst." And that was selfish of me because it was a good thing for you. I it was, was it was a it was a great thing to just put out there. Yeah, that's the way that I and looked at it. I like showed you, I was so upset that night and I showed you like the other side of Meg that I don't really show. And cause I was just like, I don't even know what I was saying. And you were like, I've never ever seen you like this. And that's Did like, I say that? Yeah. Cause I, cause like to the way that I, cause I was saying, I just come off like this sunshiny person when really like sometimes I can't stand myself. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, and then I said, off. I'm, I feel the same way about myself. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, you can keep it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just exposing both of us in the same. It's, it's one in the I same. Know. You absolutely are. If, if anyone's taking a risk here, it's like, you're doing this thing. It's, it's hard. It has to be hard. I did one episode and I like <laughs> nearly croaked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said woof fuck big woof do you you know where that is from wolf no no see i guess my family is weird with movie quotes like we quote things and just expect people to know them so wolf is home alone when um kevin McAllister looks at the picture in the picture frame and he's holding up buzz his brother it's like the it's a picture of Buzz's girlfriend, and he looks and he goes, "Buzz, your girlfriend." Whoa! Do you know what I'm talking about? I want to show you. The no, picture. no, no! But I'm gonna I'm gonna find the quote on YouTube and I'm gonna plug it in right. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. You just gotta roll through this paper first. <laughs> I'll get to it. The thing is, I know that once we stop recording. I'm going to be like, mm, bedtime. And I can't do that. Okay, well, that's why I'm saying let's like brainstorm right now so at least you can get the thoughts going <clears throat> so that when you do fall asleep, you're going to go to sleep thinking about the paper. Because it's a good thing I have that 12-hour grace period. Yeah, twelve. it's now 12 hours, though it's 24. 
24 yeah 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 you know what i mean don't shorten that yeah that would that's like i'm sleeping for 12 hours how would that work duh i think yeah so technically it's due tomorrow at midnight (laughs) and that's how my brain works the the scary thing is i'll come out of this with a master's degree so i need to be the master of the information so i better get to it you know i better start this bump for, for anyone listening, Shevitz and I just fist bumped through the computer. Thank you. You're just looking out for the listeners. They appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Are you going to be a master in a certain specified portion of public health or everything in public health? No, the program, <clears throat> the track that I'm on is just the generalist. But some, like some people... There's like four different tracks through Jefferson. The one that I started out with was um, biostat and epidemiology, which is like super data-driven, statistics-driven. And that was, you know, took a few advanced statistics classes and found that that was not my thing. So Big snooze, big snooze. We went back, yes, major, large snooze, Um, (laughs) big juicy snooze. So I went back to the generalist. <laughs> um, oh, but I, what are the other ones? I don't even know. How do you qualify as a master of public health? I just get my degree. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just do all of my classes and get my degree. I care about health and the public health. So I just want to know what's going to, what, I'm, what am I going to have to tell the listeners when we introduce you and say, this is a master of public health. And she's going to tell us about well, it. I'm, I'm not there yet. But you we'll are. We'll have to wait until part three <laughs> coming next year. <laughs> so you're, how, how many, how long are you into this? I'm a year in. So, so you are done. almost a master you are almost a master. I'm half of one. <laughs> You're half of a master, which is more than I've ever been approached with when it comes to public health. <clears throat> Pretty cool. What can I say? Very Meg cool. Cardi. Meg Cardi, three quarters master of public health. Do you want it to be Meg Cardi or Megan Cardi? Because it did show up Megan Cardi on this. Um, I'm okay with anything. Whoa. But what do you want? What do I want? What matters to me? yes back to the original (laughs) questions and i'm asking for your genuine honest opinion since i did not edit the podcast thoroughly last time oh so this is what we're gonna edit megan or meg this is what i have a say in oh no this is probably gonna be the cold open to the whole podcast um i like meg okay so megan cardi meg cardi (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I feel like which one is it <laughs> which one is it meg or megan so if they're listening okay. right now they should stop right now stop right now all right okay bye I'm just kidding. All right. love you guys bye <laughs>